When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. Joining me to look back on that 2-0 win over Bournemouth and to look ahead to tomorrow's game against Fulham. Uh, first up from down south London is Mr Paul Muir. How you doing, Paul? Yeah, good. Yeah, lovely little result. First up on uh, Saturday lunchtime. Can relax. So it's Bank Holiday here in London. Uh, so uh, nice to get that out of the way nice and early and uh, sit back, relax and watch uh, you know other teams struggle, i.e. Arsenal, throw it away against 10-man Fulham. But no, yeah, good result, which we'll get into now. So you weren't, you weren't tempted to go to Carnival today down Notting Hill? Uh, no, I've been once before and it's not really my jam, as the kids say. So I decided to uh, do other like life chores, which I'm not going to bore you with. But yeah, Notting Hill Carnival was today and uh, as you can probably catch, it's like quite a big thing in West London. But it's not really my, uh, my cup of Darjeeling. I went once, well, obviously when I was still living in England, and... Do you know, guess what? Well, we can't guess who I met because there's lots of people in the world. I met Reese Ifans. Reese Ifans, who was in the film Notting Hill, and I meet him at Notting Hill. I was fucking mad. Yeah, so. What did you say anyway, to him, Brent? Name drop. I can't remember. I was too fucked. Um, so, <laughs> got, got, I got, got a picture with him. This was pre camera phones, so someone must have had a camera. Um, so I got a picture with Reese Ifans, and, and I looked like an absolute mess. Well, the thing is, he looks like a mess always anyway. So I think we just sort of cancelled each other out in terms of looking like scruffians. Speaking of a scruffian, we have Port Vale's <laughs> second favourite son, Seb Short. How you doing, man? Yes, I'm good. Um, the Bournemouth game was actually the first game that I managed to watch this season because I've been on holiday um, and managed to. Uh, yeah, the, the game against United was interesting for me because um, wife's a United fan. I was actually watching Real Sociedad in San Sebastian while, while that game was going on. Managed to avoid the score and then pick up a dodgy uh, match of the day um, on the on the Saturday night. My missus knew the result and managed not to tell me. Um, and then I just um, gloated all weekend quite quite a lot. Um, but yeah, it was good to get back and actually watch a watch a game and see what all the uh, all the fuss has been about. And yeah, it's uh, it's good. Did you miss it, Seb? Did yeah. you miss football? Uh, yes, I have to say I did because the obviously you know social media and all that is awash with kind of how positive things are. Um, so to kind of actually, not necessarily in the flesh, but to actually see it, watch a game, you know, from the full 90 minutes, if you like, or 100 and whatever a, a game tends to be now. Yeah, 
um, was uh, was good. Yeah, and I I, I kind of get it. There's there's lots to dissect and and talk about, and things are things are very very positive at the moment. So long may it continue. Also, while I was uh, away, it was the first game that I can remember in years, and I mean years and years. I listened to the Brentford game on on Radio Five again from start to finish, and I, I can't remember the last time I did that. It's actually an interesting way of. Uh, of kind of absorbing a game, um, you know, having someone describe it to you. Um, can't remember last yeah. time I did that. Always watch it on the telly if I can. Yeah, for me, like radio football is always Jonathan Pierce, Capital yeah. Gold. Yeah, Capital, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that was back like talking nineties, like mid nineties. That like listening to it on the radio because I didn't have never had Sky as, as growing up, and so yeah, Jonathan Pierce on Capital Gold every time. Let's back into it then. The lineup, Paul. Any well, no surprise. The only question I think was Madison having left the United game in a protective boot, which we were told was precaution, and thankfully it was because he had a blinder. <laughs> uh, what thoughts on the lineup? Yeah, it was good, unchanged. Yeah, all week it was. Uh, Will Madison play? Won't he play? Nothing coming through on the usual kind of social media, kind of either injury or otherwise sources. People like Ali Gold and uh, Dan Kilpatrick from the Standard, nothing coming out there. It's like, oh, you know, and automatically think, you know, he's he's been so good so far. We're really going to miss him. But then, um, yeah, he was training Friday, and then uh, yeah, played Saturday. Yeah, un- unchanged. Uh, pretty much, really, really happy with that. Really, um, you know, I'm prepared to give a Charleston. We're going to go into him a little bit, but I'm prepared to give mm. him like a run of games. And I'm glad he's up. I'm glad he's up top. And uh, when I saw the lineup, I was um, yeah, I, I I was confident about coming into this game. I really was. I think you know we we starting to show some real signs now of like playing as a collective unit, ten outfield players or eleven with a Cario with the ball at his feet. So I was I was pretty confident about going into this. And um, yeah, when I, and, and even more so when I saw the lineup. Mm. Seb, you um, you said you've, you've been catching it whilst you've been on holiday. Pedro Porro. In a back four, we were sort of last season, we, we said like when, when we had the experiment with Ryan Mason, when he was sort of caretaker, we got torn apart. I'm sorry, no, this was, um, fucking hell, what was his name? The guy, the ugly guy with Stellini. the big ears. Was Stellini. Stellini. Yeah, Stellini. <laughs> when we got ripped apart by Newcastle, it was mainly down that side. So there was always question marks about whether he he can do it in a back four. But these are these are professional plays. He's been he's been superb. I've not thought seen any moment where I'm like, oh, he's been found out there. What, what do you make of the, the new look defence? Well, it's interesting. A couple of things on that because United, in the, going back to the United game, they they targeted that side, I think, for, for the first yeah. 20, 25 minutes. That, that's where they thought the weakness would be. Um, the interesting thing, though, is he's not there a lot. <laughs> that's not I know he's you kind of um you know on paper he's he's your right back um but he's um you know he's up and down um the the, the wing obviously and then he's he, you know he's almost playing some kind of half back role positionally um kind of inside um it, it's interesting I think what was interesting as well is that obviously Emerson played the first game um and then he's coming for the next mm. two um, and Emerson didn't play badly, I think, by all accounts in the in the first game. Um, he but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't have um, I don't have any issues with um, that because it, it seems to me that the the whole team now and is obviously this is something we'll talk about as we as we kind of develop this pod. But um, is everyone's filling in for everyone else? 
mean, we don't, mm. we never look overstretched because if Porro's not there or if he's beaten, there's there's a team ethic that you fill the next gap, and that's attacking as well as defending. You know, you make that run. I think um, Postacoglu talked about it for Udogi setting up the second goal. You know, attack that space. It doesn't matter if you think you're the left back or the the right back or the centre back or whatever. If you can see the space and that's where someone should be, you take responsibility and you attack that space. And defensively, that's what we're doing as well. If someone's not there, then someone else is stepping up and and defending the area. So, um, I, yeah, I'm going to be very positive, I think, on, on all of this pod. I don't really have a bad thing to say <laughs> from what I've seen. <laughs> well, it's, it was just because the first goal came from that side. Porro had the ball and the movement, like you were saying there, the movement from Saar and Richarlison. Like we do have to uh, point out that Richarlison a lot of the time is making self-sacrificial runs to help the build-up play. So there, we do need to acknowledge him there. But there was a sort of double run almost like with Saar adjacent to Richarlison, which gave the, the defenders something to think about. And, and Madison, just for Saar to spot that run, uh, it was it was a perfect move, wasn't it, Paul? Uh, yeah, it was probably one of the nicest football goals we've scored for a while, to be honest. Uh, as you say, it develops really nicely. And Richardson, as we're going to come on to, yeah, you're right, selfless, come, c- come square, doesn't go into the box, pulls out outside the box, leaves that space which uh, he should be uh, he would be occupying if he'd made the run into the penalty area. Um, and uh, James Madison, who's got a fantastic spatial awareness for a footballer, yeah, just goes in there, but. I want to talk about uh, Matasar, Papa Matasar. Um, sat on the mm. bench for most of last season. Um, quite clearly, there's, there's a player there. There's a really, really good player there. Um, I don't see. I don't think Skip seeing that pass is Skip's playing. Um, and I think it's something that I mentioned last week. I think that that Sar has just got a bit more offensively uh, minded uh, eye on him for a pass like that. It was a lovely pass. The the angle. Yeah, Madison makes a run. And just gets the faintest kind of like nick on it and and sends it past their keeper. But it was, I, I think you've got to give Sarson a lot of credit there because he didn't he didn't go into the box. He came short looking for the ball. The defender came with him, left the space behind him. Madison's exploited that, and we're one nil up with a lovely with a, with a lovely finish. But that that pass from Pape Matasar was was really really nice. And um, yeah, Skip's going to find it hard to get back in. I think at the minute because I think certainly while Benton calls out at the moment, I think that's our starting midfield. Um, of Saar, Basuma and Madison. So, um, but it was a really nice team goal. Really nice. Hmm. Well, then let's, let's talk about it then. Serbon, Richarlison. Like, there was that chance in the first half where he just sort of couldn't get it at his feet. He was sort of face-to-face with the keeper and it just on another day with another bounce and sort of his feeting being in the right way, he would have easily scored that. And and, and as Ange said post uh, in the post-match press conferences, conference, the goals will come. The goals will come with Richardson. But we saw as the game wore on and we went, got into the second half, the, the Bournemouth were getting a bit more into it. And and there was, we knew they'd be aggressive with their press. But there, there was a period at the start of the second half where they, they were at least sort of in terms of possession and perhaps territory a bit more on top uh, before we made the changes. And Richardson, he just, he just, you could tell his body language. I think he missed a pass and his shoulders dropped. Uh, he got a booking for, for, for lashing out. And Ange had to pull him it was he's the sort of player I think that plays with too much emotion and when it doesn't go his way he he shows it and he stops with the with the pressing with the energy because he let he lets it get to him yeah um I agree with some some of what you said um it it's it's tough because no matter what anyone says the the comparisons will will be 
that he's our striker, therefore he's he's Kane's replacement. Um, and that's that's unfair on him. Um, I liked a lot of what he did, particularly first half, as, as Paul said, some of the runs were good. As you said, the 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 chance that fell to him um, on another day, you know, the deflection falls his way or something like that. And also there was a um, possible penalty shout, I felt, in that incident where the where the, mm. the, the, the ball hit the player's hand. Then obviously I think there's, a, there's another chance when the corner came in and he's at the back post. Probably should have done a little bit better with that. But as you say, he plays with his heart on his sleeve. The worry, I think, is that it, it doesn't take a lot to build him up and it doesn't take a lot to build him down. As you've seen yeah, with his yeah. kind of goal celebrations, uh, he's incredibly emotional. He really wants to do it. Um, but also, like you say, when it doesn't go his way, um, and that incident that you mentioned, I mean, that all happened within about a minute. I think he trod on the ball as a as a pass came over. In the same movement, he then lunged stupidly to get the ball back. And you could visibly see, like you say, it's kind of shoulders hunched and he didn't last a, a, a lot longer. I, I, I do wonder whether he would have come off um, at that, but at the same point anyway, um, irrespective mm. of, of, you know, whether he's um, got a bit of a soul con or whatever. The only thing that, well, not the only thing, one of the things that worries me a little bit about him is I see Soldado-esque type um, body language and runs and everything. Sometimes I think like he's doing, he's doing all the things that, and this is going to sound a bit weird, but all the things that any of us three would do if we played for Spurs. <laughs> do you know, we'd run our socks off, we'd try our hardest, um, but technically, technical wise, I'm not sure there's too much more going on. And that's a bit of a worry because I don't, that, and certainly now we're not going to bring in anyone who's going to be technically what Angie's looking for. I think Angie's going to be prepared to work with him probably until Christmas um, and boost him and, and do everything he can to kind of get a tune out of him. And who knows, it might turn around, but I don't think he is the long-term um, answer to our plans. And I hope I'm proved wrong. You know, it's just an opinion and shoot me down. But I, I, there's just something not quite there. Uh, and, I, and I can't see it. And to be fair with Richarlison, I've never seen it. Hmm. Well, look, I mean, to, to challenge, uh, as I am in Brazil... His his goals in the World Cup were, were showed incredible technical ability. The particularly the overhead kick where he sort of set himself up, uh, knocked it up, and, and then overhead kick. And there was one where it was a really good sort of team sort of build up, and he and he finished it off. So that, that I think technically that he does have ability, but it's just like I just think that it's his emotion um, that's overriding it because he like you said he plays in motion. He's always ripping his shirt off and getting booked for offside goals last season. You know, so it's um, it's I think it will come. Like you said, Ange is the, is the perfect manager to to give him that time, to give him that freedom. And I th like Ange said, the, the goals will come. And Paul, it was the, the change um, that we made, putting Sonny through the middle and bringing on Perisic, yeah. uh, which led to our second goal, which um, neatly finished off by Kulu there. But it was uh, that was. Udogi's sort of work down down the side with the one two. Yeah. It was this the intelligence on Udogi. It's 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 something else, isn't it? I've watched him as I've said now. Watched him. I think it was eleven or twelve times last season. He was playing for Udinese. He's done that a couple of times. Did it against. Um, he did it against one of the Milan sides as well. Um, he plays it into that kind of half space, and he goes to return. He tacks the space. He tacks the space behind a wing back and behind a full back, and he cuts it back. Um, yeah, the one two was Son, and then Richie is the only guy on, on the actually moving 
uh, not Richie, excuse me, Kulazeski is the only guy that's moving um, in the box. And uh, nice little death finish. Really, really good goal. But yeah, a doggy. I just, um, it's interesting that it almost like Angie's trying to protect him a little bit. Cause I think he's been subbed for pretty much most of the games he's he's, he's played already this season. I might be wrong. I'm 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 not looking at his stats, but um, I think we've got somebody quite special there. I really do. I think he's um, he's still young, obviously, but I just think that the intelligence that he plays with, and he doesn't seem to get ruffled that much as well. Bournemouth were quite physical, um, gave away a lot of fouls. Uh, Richie got fouled quite a lot and I'm just listening to you boys there about talking about Richie's kind of uh, personality um, I think Bournemouth probably exploited that a little bit saying you know like let, let's keep him quiet let, let's rough him up a little bit let's let's try and make it as difficult I mean if I was a defender I'd be in his ear all the time telling him he's crap telling him he's shit he's overrated blah 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 blah. I'll be trying to get in his head all the time and probably something like Kelly at Bournemouth was doing was doing the same but I think with Doggy that that He's just so confident in his own ability that um, nothing really ruffles him. And, um, yeah, he's, he's the, the way he just kind of like, I thought the ball was going to roll out for the goal and he just got his left foot around it and, and controlled it at full stretch and brought it back and right into right into Guzeski's pass path, excuse me. And, yeah, it was a deft touch. And it was it was a really nice goal. And then, obviously, Kulu's really happy. And then Son comes, I don't know if you saw the, the celebration, Son comes in headhunting, like looking for his head. Just goes like diving over the top of him and stuff. It was, uh, but it was, it was a really, really good goal, all made by, by, by destiny. And uh, yeah, he's going to be good this season. He's going to be good. Well, the, um, he was brought off, uh, he had a slight injury, um, I think, because it wasn't, wasn't quite clear what it was. Like he pulled his sort of shirt over his face and, and they didn't show a replay. So because no. like, he wasn't, there was no other opposing player close to him, but but Ange said in the post post match press conference that he he kicked the ground and so he took him off as a precaution. But he's fine, so thank God for that. Because like, like I said, I mean, Seb, what, what do you make of our our Italian? Uh, he, he's looking superb, isn't he? Very good, yeah, re- really good. And you know, I, I watched a little bit, kind of based on Paul's recommendation from last season, and I like what I saw yet saw there. Obviously, he's young; you don't quite know how someone's going to adapt to the. Premier League um, and um, I mean I, I actually had a bit of Italian football on today completely unrelated my, one of my boys asked, asked to watch some and look, it was it weren't, weren't two great teams at Salernitana and Udinese the pace is so slow it's it's so slow so you you, you kind of when I was looking at the uh, the match on Saturday it was so quick and as Paul said there was fouls everywhere and stuff like that so you want you you worry maybe about his age and the, the pace of the game and things like that. But he, he looks, I mean, he, he could be our, our guy in that position for 10, 12 years. I mean, he's, he's superb, very athletic, very strong. Um, I like a lot. Just going back to Richarlison, but also tying it in with um, Udogi. One concern, if you're Richarlison, I think, is Perisic has looked very good every time he's come on. And he is Angie's type of, player I would suggest in terms of that position and hugging the wing and the link up with a dogie and you would maybe kind of look at that I'm just throwing it out there that maybe if you put Son in the middle and have Perisic um, out there I think we all thought Perisic might be out the door but actually seems to be doing a good job whenever he's whenever he's been on the pitch I question whether he has an engine for it though like because he's 33 34 now he's he's got a lot of games in his legs so for Angeball where it is about Pressing from the front, high energy, high intensity. That does Perisic have that in him for ninety minutes? I think. I think what, what he's doing, sort of bringing him 
and Hoybier, sort of the elder statesman almost at the end of games. I think that's a tactic that's working because it just they both brought the sting out the game. Bit of nous, bit of intelligence, bit of maturity. Um, so I just that would be my question would be does 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 he have it in for ninety minutes? But but what an option to have, you know? When we took um, when we took Richardson off, he was he, he had a cut, he had a bad ninety seconds, two minutes, as you guys just said there. Yeah, he stood in the ball. Um, he's then lashed out, and you can see that his body language, his demeanour, and Ange did the right thing. But, but if you're going to put a crosser on of the likes of even Perisic, then you should. I, I think you know you need a player like Richardson in the middle. It, it, and I think, obviously, you know, circumstances at the weekend dictated that. But I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Perisic try and supply some of the ammunition for um, for Richardson in the middle as well, just just to mm. see, like you know. What he could have. I remember watching Townsend at uh, uh, Everton, and he supplied a few kind of decent crosses and stuff for Richie, and Richie and, and Richie got an end to them as well. So, you know, it, it, it's if buts and maybes with Richie. I mean, I'm not going to repeat myself, but he's been close. He was behind. The, he was behind uh, Romero when uh, when he scored against Brentford. If, if Romero misses that ball, uh, Richie's on the end of it. Um, he got he got unlucky with uh, the chop back and then the deflection on the arm. Also, as well, I think Madison had a shot and Max Aaron's got back at the weekend and it ricocheted up off the keeper at a really awkward angle and Richie just couldn't get his head around it to like deflect it. I mean, on you know a couple of millimeters, a couple of centimeters, a meter or so difference, he's he's not letting to the back of the net. I know we might be grasping at straws here, but he's he's getting in the right place at the right time. And if if you have your best crosses on the field, a Kuldeski and maybe a Perisic is better is a better winger than uh, than Son. In fact I would say that Perisic is a better winger than Son. So if you've got Perisic one side and Kulu the other, for example, tomorrow night maybe, then we can see what Richie can do under Angeball when he's got to be like the poacher in the six yard box and the eighteen yard box. I think it's I think we just got to give him a, a, another kind of like two, three, four games, and then if he's still not doing it, even after the international break, then we change it up. The thing is, just well, he's only three goals behind Haaland, so you know it's not he's not he's not a million miles behind Haaland in this. <laughs> <laughs> missed you, Seb. We missed you. <laughs> That's why we pay you the big bucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Defensively, though, Seb, I saw the Vicario's uh, highlights, or basically everything that he did. Like he didn't have that much to do in, in the game. There were a couple of shots from outside the box, which, which you'd expect to keep it to deal with, and it was more sort of an analysis of his distribution, which it, it, most of the time is okay. But like there was the stat that came out: ninety-three point three percent of shots he's faced, he has saved. So the cheaper option that we went for as opposed to going for Raya was uh, looks like it's uh, it's paid off what, what do you make of of our, of our new keeper I, I like what i've seen um i, I have no problems with it, it you know i i don't think he's going to come in to be the best goalkeeper in the world in in, in his first few games um and I, you know i said before the season started i think the, the last pod i did you know it's a huge move what what we're doing in terms of a young goalkeeper, I know he's 26, but that, that's young in goalkeeping terms. Um, a young centre-back alongside um, quite a hot-headed centre-back. Uh, a new central midfielder, um, potentially essentially a new striker. Um, the spine of that team, um, you know, and even the ones dotted around, if you include in Saar and Bissouma, who barely got a game, and Udogi, and, you know, it's, it's, it's completely new. So... Going back to the keeper, there's there's probably going to be a few errors and certainly a few nerves, um, which hopefully already you know they they've been ironed out. I liked 
I really liked what I saw um, against Bournemouth. And I think overall from what I've seen and clips and things like that, um, he's very good shot stopper, very good feet. His feet move really quickly. Um, and I think that's something that um, Buffon highlighted when he's been talking about him. I think he, he was the one that bigged him up, you know, when we were all looking for kind of positive signs, if you like, or positive comments after he'd moved. I I, I, I like him. I, I hope that Hugo gets his move. Um, so I think it must be a little bit weird if the, the the former number one is kind of still in the building. Must be must be a little bit weird for Vicario, um, but I think obviously everyone knows he he's our he's our number one there and and looks looks good. Uh, and obviously I think as well. Um, I don't know if you were going to come on to this, but um, I've been really really impressed with with Van de Ven. Really, just him and Romero look like they've played together for ages. So yeah, let's let's talk about Van der Ven. Like he, he he's a unit first of all, Paul. Like just sort of yeah. seeing the size of him, he's he's uh, yeah, oh, imposing. imposing. Yeah, imposing. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of it? Again, I can't believe we got him. Both being run at, shoveling people left, shoveling people right. He's uh, he's superb. He's got you know for someone you know that. Of as of of that stature, the he does move his feet really really well sideways on, gets in a really good place to tackle as well. I tell you what, he does do. We actually saw it against Manu. He carries the ball really well. He he he's, he's not. I'm not going to be lazy and call him Alderweireld or Tonganesque or anything like that. Mm. But there are similarities, and he just glides across, and then he passes the ball exactly the right angle, normally into Madison. Um, I think he, he pinged it uh, across field a couple of times at Manu as well, but um, yeah, he's he's as a Seb has just alluded to there. Sorry, I just said there. Ima Romero, Romero just looked like they've been playing for like you know season one, season one, season. It's the Ledley King thing, isn't it? He makes players better around him better, and maybe Romero, you know, is you know, hopefully being the vice captain as well, has probably thought, yeah, okay, th- this kid knows what he's doing. This kid's like is good. I can be my kind of like normal kind of like should we say aggressive self the back door is always kind of closed because this, this kid is rapid as well on his left on his right being whoever's playing at a fullback a doggy or even on the if, if Davis is slots in or whatever yeah he's he's got to make those players play better as well he's 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 great I mean I'm over only three games into the league and I, I do appreciate that yeah. everything we're saying but he's I don't think he made a mistake and, and, and he's good in the air as well and even when Brentford punted it long and and he he, he mopped up really, really well. On the keeper, of that 96% of the shots, how many shots has he faced? Do you know? No, that, that's, a good, that's a good point, though, because okay. like against Bournemouth, he wasn't really tested. No. Like, no. I mean, they've got Solanke up front, and Solanke's one of those players that's too good for the championship, but not good enough for the Premier League. The sort of Dwight Gale, Odin Wingy award. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fantastic comparison. Get in. He, he wasn't facing much, but that, and I found that with, with his distribution as well, like we were saying earlier about his kicking. Like There were times there when he was playing it really risky, but it, it, they were, he was pulling it off, you know? And so... Yeah. I'm just concerned that, that when he's faced up to sort of a bit more streetwise Premier League proven uh, quality strikers, yeah. um, that, that there may be uh, an issue. But of, of the goals he's faced, so there was one, a deflected one that went off van der Ven, which he couldn't really do much about because of the deflection. The other one was a pen. Again, we're three games in. There will be bumps along the way, but but yeah. um, he's faced so far so good with it. He's made he's made thirteen saves across the three games. I don't know how many shots, but he's made thirteen okay. saves right. across the three games. Okay, um, that's interesting. But, yeah. I, I like his feet. He he 
I think yeah. what I plan at the moment with with these teams that like to press a bit like Bournemouth, but obviously when we started to get through their press, they decided this ain't for us. So they 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 kind of stopped it halfway through the second the first half because we were getting through it too easily. What what? The Vicario, what Vicario does, I've noticed at the weekend, he's good off both feet as well. But what he does, he almost, he almost kind of tempts Solanke or Billing, their their ten, or the he, he he kind of de facto brings him in, and then if he's being pressed, and somewhere along the line there's there's a player free, and normally we work it out as a team now to find that that free player. Whether we go long like we did in the second half, and we try and get it into a son or we could chip it out to maybe, you know, one of the wide forwards, uh, Kulazeski or um, a son if he's playing off the wing. But what Vicario does, he's, he's very smart. He tempts you, tempts you and tempts you and tempts you. So if, you, if, if you've got like a number nine in Solanke engaging you, that means there's a player free somewhere. So obviously with our split kind of centre-backs, they're so comfortable on the ball, they, they receive the ball in good shape. They can find that free player pretty quickly. What I did find at the weekend as well is that he's, he, he can fire in really, really quickly to Basuma. I mean, if Basuma's touch is not on it, because Basuma's a pivot, it's gonna, he, he's going to put Basuma in a lot. It's not happened yet because Basuma's like on top of his game. But Vicari isn't, isn't scared of fizzing it into like the pivot like really, really quickly. So, yeah, what, what, what can we say? We, we, we've won two and we've, we, we've drawn one. So... You know, he, 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 it's just nice to have a keeper like that after, like, what was it a decade of Ugo, like, chipping out long to the, uh, to like, literally like a golf wedge up to, like, the centre circle or the halfway line and watching one of our forwards get smashed by it because their big centre back has come in and, and cleared one of Hugo's clearances. It's just really nice to have a keeper that can actually play with his feet. And he can play off both feet as well because I think they tried to shove him onto his left and uh, he could clear it quite easily as well with his left. So, as someone who kind of maybe wasn't that wasn't a bit underwhelmed with him when he when he arrived, and I was I, I would prefer Raya at, at the minute. He's 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 making me eat my words. And you, as you said, that there'll be bumps in the road, up, you know, further on in the season. Um, you know, let, let's see when we've got he's got like a really elite strike force up against him, and we're under the cosh a little bit. Let's see what happens then. But so far, so good. Exactly. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And just to wrap up the game as well, like I think that we saw it out well, Seb. Like there was no real panic. Like this, it was strange having sort of gone through three years of, of Conte and Mourinho, seeing us sort of clinging on to a one nil or a two one. That this sort of felt comfortable. We saw the game out really, really professionally. I thought. Well, given the last year, especially under Conti, it was nice to actually see us lead a game before the before the 89th minute. That was, that was the main thing. Um, yeah, I felt, um, I mean, caveat everything with saying that the, the goals in both halves kind of came at exactly the same time. I think it was 17 minutes in the first half and 18 minutes into the second half. Um, and actually the the the... Uh, the second goal came after Bournemouth had, had had probably their best spell. They had 15, 20 minutes, I thought, where, where they did put us under a little bit of pressure. But that's going to happen every game. You know, it's the old cliche, there are no easy games in the Premier League. There aren't. You're away from home. Um, 
you know, it's, you're going to face times where you're under it a little bit. But I thought the concentration was good. The, t- the togetherness was good. And apart from the Semenya chance, I think, where he, he, he hit it first time. And I thought he'd gone in, actually. I think it rattled the side netting. Um, yeah. that, that that was a chance. But, yeah, once we went 2-0 up, um, that, you know, it was game over. I actually thought we, we were, we were going to score again. Um, I was hoping we were going to score again because I had three nil in the prediction league. So I was, I was, a, <laughs> I was a little bit gutted about that. Um, can I just say um, something, just kind of overall on Spurs? Obviously, being away from it for a few weeks and then kind of coming back in, but being on social social media and seeing a lot of stuff. I said, um, I think it might have even been before um, Post- we hired Postacoglu, and certainly before we signed Madison and and some of the others was that what I really missed was enjoying Spurs, number one, and also other non-Spurs fans enjoying Spurs and being like, I was talking about the Pochettino times and how we were kind of like the media darlings. Everyone loved us. You know, we were everyone's second team. We played good football and Poch was very approachable and we had, you know, Delhi and uh, obviously Harry Kane when when he was coming through for England. So that always helps and, and stuff like that. And, how that changed and how awful we were and how everyone, including Spurs fans, hated us <laughs> and how that has turned again so quickly. You know, this this Robbie Williams thing and uh, the Madison, uh, I don't know if you've seen the clip of Madison and the corner flag and moving the ball yeah. out, outside the quadrant and all that and how we are now, within weeks, we're fun again. Fun to watch. People are talking about us. We're playing nice football. We've got a, a, an English guy, Madison, who just, I mean, he's born for Spurs, isn't he? And we've got a, a manager who's making jokes and everyone wants to see his interviews and everyone loves him. And we've got an international pop star saying that he likes us and we're singing his songs. And it how quickly that has changed is kind of unbelievable, really. It's been three weeks. My concern is though, like, are we getting too nice? Are we going to be too likable? Like, it goes sort of full circle, like with the Anjing, like you said, with the TNT Sports thing, when the guy was putting the microphone on, sort of touching me up a bit, and he was like, "Oh, introduce yourself first, mate." Like, it was hilarious. It was such a really funny moment. Like, I'm sort of very much uh, airing to the course to, to to the cautious side that I don't, I don't really care what other people think about us, but it, it was. There's so much, like you said, so much positivity around. Live in the moment, Brendan. Live in the moment. (laughs) Enjoy it, for God's sake. Come on. Mate, all three of us have sat here for the last three years, like literally, like me and Seb have had a lot on kind of like on pod arguments and disagreements and I've raised my voice and he's raised it and you've been like annoyed and Franco's been annoyed and like, you know, and we've been literally like, what's going on? I've tried to defend the performances and the results and results first. You try to defend Seb's at his thing. Yeah, everybody's at their point and it's been awful. The football has not been very good at all. And to have that, I'll say it again, and I got ripped on social media. The Palms and Pulis, who was there last season, he's saying it's the play- it's not the players, mate. It was your coaching, because mm. I, as Sebas just said, there he's turned around in three weeks. Yes, we've got some new blood in. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I totally agree with that. But the spine of Larice, Dyer, Hoyberg, and Kane, as as uh, Seb said at the beginning at, at top of the pod, okay, that's been kind of taken away. the The best number nine in the world was taken, like literally. 48 hours, 72 hours before the season kicked off, right? So against the backdrop of all that, 
All right, and these players, it's still like majority of the same squad. Son is still there, you know. Your 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 your, your young midfielders in like Oli skips there, Kuzescu there last season. So was uh, other players. To what we are doing now, just enjoy this because yeah, it's not going to last. You know, we we all know football is that it's not going to be like this for like you know forty games a season. But for the now, it's just like. Mate, it's vibes. It's vibes FC. It's it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like the little kind of dart celebration. Papa Matasar. Papa He's never played darts in his life till he came to Spurs, probably. Do you know what I mean? And it's like he's doing like he, uh, 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 you know bank holiday weekend. He's just put the assist in so far of like our season, and he's like doing little darts things with James Madison and Son. Come on, vibes. Enjoy it, mate. Just enjoy it. I just I've been I've been hurt too many times. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> oh, and I love that, that Madison brings his dartboard to, to away games. Like, how, how addicted to darts is that guy, man? Like quality. But yeah, no. Like I said, I'm enjoying the vibes. I'm enjoying it. I'm just uh, like I said with Spurs, just always sort of waiting to see what's coming around the corner. But like I said, live in the moment, enjoy it. We have Fulham. <laughs> we have Fulham tomorrow in the the Carling Carling Cup. Rumbelows. Uh, you're going, aren't you, Paul? <laughs> yes, sir. I am going uh, along with uh, Matt Daniels and uh, Celia, who sits next to me. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've not been to Fulham for a while. They've got a nice new stand, so that'd be quite nice. Uh, I did watch the Arsenal game at the weekend where they played quite well. Polina looks really, really good in their midfield. Um, mm. And Diop and Bassi at the back look pretty strong as well. Jimenez. Couldn't hit a barn door, unfortunately, since he had his head injury. But yeah, they've got some good, 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 uh, good forward-thinking players. Wilson, Declan, Dover, Reed can play as well. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. I hope, I hope we, we make one or two changes, and but we take it seriously. I'm sure Ange will take it seriously. Actually, I'm sure he knows that this is one of uh, three competitions that we we could win, including the Premier League, obviously. But um, yeah, going tomorrow night, so it, the weather's looking good as well. So yeah. Should be a good one down by the River Thames. Down by the river. <laughs> I, I, to, hang on, I missed this. Did did him and his go leave to to, to go to Fulham from? Yeah, Wolves? He's, he's there forward. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Mitrovic replacement, I guess. Then I believe Mitrovic is going to the Far East now. If he's not already gone, or he's going soon, I believe. Yeah, I think he is heading. Seb, so, what do you make of Fulham? Do you think there'll be many changes both from from them and for us for this, or do you think like because they've got no Europe, there's no real need to to rotate and and maybe stick with it? Maybe, but like you said earlier, maybe try with Perisic up top what, what, what's your thoughts on how we will line up against Fulham I, I would hope there's maybe only three or four changes uh, I, yeah I can see Perisic coming in I can see Sanchez coming in uh, maybe Emerson maybe Ben Davis um, it was interesting in the Bournemouth game he took off obviously all three central midfielders came off mm-hmm. um, and I would hope that all three central midfielders st- at least start the game. This is this is the thing, and we said it so many times. I know Paul said it. We, we've all we've all said this, particularly when we've gone out of cups when we fielded weak teams. Was field your strong team and get it won. You know, make some change, make some changes there. And uh, for me, the thing that I am most impressed with so far, and I think I think every Spurs fan is 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 the midfield three um, of Bissouma, Saar, and Madison. I'd like to see those three start again. Um, and um, there's, so, there's so much. Uh, I, some of the th- stuff we played against Bournemouth, there were, and I'm, I watched it in a pub in Portsmouth. Right, they there was oohs and ahs 
from, from particularly from those midfield three. When we're, when we're playing it out from the back and suddenly Madison's got the ball and he does that little body shimmy and he's away from his man and he's gone. And we, and it and then he's, it's not stop, it's a forward movement out wide to Son. Um, yeah, I, I want to see more of that and I want those three. <laughs> I really like those three. I think they're a match for anyone in the Premier League, how they've started this, uh, this season. Um, and I know Skip maybe deserves a chance or... You might say, "Oh, bring bring Hoybier in." I don't, I don't see the point. Go in, like you say. We're in, we're not in Europe. We've got two cup competitions in the league to think about, and the, the the next cup competition don't start till New Year. So, you know, stay in this cup, get a decent, uh, hmm. get a decent draw, and um, and yeah, and try and advance as much as you can. It'd be disappointing. It will just put a little, um, little dent in the season. Well, quite a significant dent, I think, in the season if we go out tomorrow night. I'm just reading Dan Kirtland in the standard. As I said yesterday, Gio is a bit unlucky. He did well when he came on for us. I thought all the subs did well for us when they came on. I thought all the subs did really well and helped us control the game in that difficult situation. We've got a game Tuesday and he'll play. It will be, for want of a better word, a fun week. We've got plenty going on for sure. I'm just dealing with what's in front of me. And as I get, unless I get told otherwise, I'll work with the group I've got and focus on Tuesday night. It looks like he might start the cell site, if you want to read into it that way. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just reading Dan Kirkland now, understand it came out uh, 85 minutes. We're doing this on uh, Monday night, so it came out just a little bit earlier. So we'll see. We'll see. But I'm with Seb, yeah, the midfield freeze. Yeah, that's looking really well balanced. And uh, yeah, go out go out early doors, try and win the game, and then make your changes from there and give this competition a real go and give it the respect to try and win it. We normally sneak at Fulham, don't we? I think we've got a pretty decent record there, if I remember rightly. Normally, so, normally yeah. sneak, sneak a goal and, um, yeah, one one nils and uh, quite common, I think. So, I'd expect something ar- around that. Or I'd certainly hope for, for something like that. And, uh, you know, the Celso's done all right, I think, when he when he's come on and, and also looked all right in pre-season. So, he's not the worst player. This is it now. We've, you know... We're not if you take Europe out of it, and the fact we're not playing Europe for these competitions and from for the Premier League, I'd say we've got about eighteen, nineteen decent first team players that will see some 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 rotation. Um, and obviously, you know, let's hope we get some out that aren't haven't featured at all, and we can bring maybe one or two more in. That that that's, that's certainly what I want to see before the end of the week. Let's get your predictions then. Uh, Seb, you first. What do you think the score will be against Fulham? Uh, I'll say 2 0 actually. We seem to score two a game, so 2 0. Paul? Oh, I think we'll win 3 3 1. Yeah, I'll go with that. I like that 3 1. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll score, but I think we'll, um, yeah, we've got enough going forward. And I mean, we've was it five different goal scorers and six goals or something? I, I can't remember the exact stat, yeah. but we seem to be I mean, getting include like own goal. goal as well. It's yeah, six, six, six oh, different. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's something we've always said about Kane, wasn't it? I mean, Kane scored what fifty-three percent of our goals last season, I think. Yeah, and we've always said that we need to get. I mean, it's one of Franco's big bugbears over the last couple of seasons. Like we need to score more goals from more areas, and uh, here we are. You know, our fullbacks, you know, yeah, rocking up outside the box and hitting bars and hitting shots and stuff. And yeah, midfielders running onto like third man runs and scoring. So yeah, we'll score some goals this season. We'll probably let in a few as we keep saying, but yeah, three-one for me. Cool. I think there was a link Windy from the extra inch tweeted out about the the spread of the goals that we've got. We've had two from defence, two from midfield, and one from is that one? No, we scored six goals, haven't we? So yeah, three, one from must be three from defence. One's an OG. Oh, no, own goal. Sorry, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. So so they are being spread. Um, just we just do need to get 
Richarlison and Son firing. I need to take Son out of my fantasy team. I think that'll that'll do it. <laughs> Always, <laughs> whenever he's in my fantasy team, he never does anything. So I'll take him out. I've given up already. Week three, I've given up on fantasy uh, my fantasy team. So I'll take Sonny out. Who has the time for this? Who has? The, I mean, I watched a lot of football this bank holiday weekends. I keep saying, I watched I watched the Liverpool game today. I watched the earlier game. Watched our game. And then uh, I watched the West Ham games. I mean, I watched a lot of football. There are people out there, though, like who are literally like spreadsheets, laptops, iPads, like looking at like you know, following certain following following certain Twitter accounts and doing all this and doing fancy football. It's just like who's got the time for this? You know, I just don't. I don't blame you for giving up after week three, mate. I really don't. It's just like yeah, it's I'm insane. I just I just like to say I'm top of most of the leagues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, we were waiting for we were, I, I actually transferred out Bruno Fernandez for Mitoma, and look what happens. <laughs> Fernandez turns well, it on I, Mitoma, does bugger all. The only mistake so, I made was taking Madison out, but I did replace him with Kulusevsky, so it wasn't, wasn't too bad. I put, I put Madison on the bench because I thought he might be injured. Yeah, oh, and, and this is why I'm shit at fantasy. So I'm giving up. But yeah, I'll take Sun out so we can start scoring. Um, bit of transfer speculation, Seb. Um, Brennan Johnson uh, is sort of heavily linked. He's got about 50 mil. Uh, if, if, if he's a player that Ange wants, I fully trust his judgment. But um, you, you see much of him? Yeah, and it makes sense to me. I've seen a lot of people criticising, saying, no, no, another Richarlison, et cetera, et cetera. Unproven Premier League. Um, you know, or not not proven enough, if you like. Um Number one, he's rapid. I mean, absolutely rapid. Number two, he can basically play anywhere in that in that front system. Um, so that's going to help. A bit like Solomon, I guess, in in one respect. But he can also he can also play up front, Johnson. Uh, number three, eleven mix of uh, goals and assists in a pretty poor Nottingham Forest team last season. Um, okay, it make makes makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I've said it before. The one that I really want is Gift Auburn because I really believe. If he, if we don't get him, he'll go somewhere and he'll be sensational. He he is, for me, he's he, well, he's. I mean, he's not Harlem play. I've said said it before. He, he reminds me of Defoe, but his um, his stats are through the roof. I mean, he, he literally scores mm-hmm. a goal a game. Now you can say it's in crappy leagues or whatever. Harlem was exactly the same at Salzburg, uh, a mould, and then and then Salzburg, and then obviously went to Dortmund and did it. He will go Auburn to a Dortmund um, or, or or similar. Um, one of those teams that kind of you know really promotes youth, um, and there'll be a big buyout clause, and he'll end up being a hundred million pound player. You mark my words, um, and I think we should go and get him because thirty million, I think, does it. Um, but yeah, Johnson makes makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be unhappy with that. Apparently, the the price is fifty million. We've done the levy thing and bid forty three after being told the price is fifty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you want him? We'll talk of Sanchez as, as being part part exchange with Sanchez. Does that would you be alright with that? No, um, only if there's two or three replacements coming in. Because the the one worry for me um, is uh, I think Sanchez is all right, and I think he'll be all right in the in the Ange system with that that responsibility of being the fast paced. Um, defender at the back on either side. Um, however, um, there's no one else. Tanganga is not obviously not getting a look in. Dyer's not getting a look in. So if we sell Sanchez for me is number three. So if we get get rid of number three, that creates a problem. So um, 
I heard actually that Dyer had been offered to to Forest as part of the deal. I thought Spence was I thought Spence was offered as well because they've got they've obviously got history with Spence as well. I thought Spence is off to Leeds, I believe. Yeah. Is that actually happening? Okay, all right, cool. And then uh, the other thing is that won't be happening is Lukaku's just joined Roma. Yes, come on, good, good. Such good. a Mourinho signing. Good. Yeah, he's going to he's going to sign. Oh no, he's already. I was going to say he's going to sign Matic. He's already got Matic, just me. They, they, <laughs> they literally follow him around wherever he is. So. <laughs> Who's the other one? Was it Ashley Young? Is it Ashley Young? He played. For, no, there's another one out there that he's just always follows Jose around with his little teacher's pets. Um, <laughs> what? How about you, Paul? Do you you see much of, of Brendan Johnson other than yeah. him sounding like that? He has the name Brendan. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> He, he sounds like a bass player in a kind of nineties kind of like New Order's cover band. So many friends with it. Yeah, I like I, I like what I see for him um, when he plays for Wales. Actually, uh, obviously because I watch Mr. Roden when he plays there as well, and uh, I thought he looked. I thought Johnson looks all right. He's overpriced, but yeah, that's what you get. It's a weird one because we got we got we got Brian Hill at the moment and he's injured, and he's probably the most out and out winger we've got. Okay, sorry, we've got Manuel Solomon now as well. But it just seems a bit weird that we're going for another kind of pacey wide player when we've got Brian Hill and he's a little bit untried at the moment because of his injury. And I think I think obviously the way that Hill plays, kind of really hugging the touchline when I've seen him on loan and a few times he played for us. He looked like he'd look he'd look perfect for Ange Ball. Whether Ange has had a look had a look at him obviously pre season for a couple of weeks before he before he gets before he was going to go for his operation, I'm not sure, but. My thought on Brendan Johnson, but the money being quoted, I pass, but I'm not Ange Postacoglu, so if he wants him, I'm up for it. Well, look, I trust him. He knows what he's doing. He's he's not just copying Pep. That was another that was good a little swipe. Though, yeah, that was lovely. Yeah. Oh. So do listen out for, the well, we'll be podding again straight after the Fulham game or the next day because it's not on TV in the UK for some weird reason. So Paul, as you'll be going, we'll, uh, we'll touch base on yep. the Wednesday if yep. you're free then. Yeah, well, yeah, cool. cool. And, and yeah, and uh, do listen out for the YouTube crew. There will probably be a transfer deadline day marathon. Oh God, you remember those? Jesus. Um, I think I did five hours, like five hours and nothing happened. It was ridiculous. Um, so, so if you, if YouTube's your thing, do get over to the, the channel to, to see what's coming up there. And, we we uh, as you may have noticed, our Facebook page has been removed. So we do have a new Facebook page. So cheeseheads do search us out. Just do Cheeseman Podcast into Facebook. The new logo is a picture of Ange with some cheese on his head. So please do follow our new Facebook page. As uh, it was a shame because we had a really good community going on there, but um, it has been taken down. Also check us out on Twitter and Instagram as well. And as ever, come on you Spurs! Come on you Spurs! Come on you Spurs! Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.